Coming up on this episode of Bro, Do You Even Talk Pinball, we've got a heck of a lot to cover, uh, starting with the reveal of Godzilla. And also, I guess a queen machine might be coming out. Kevin, what else is going on? We got uh, Lyman going to CGC. That's pretty big. We got more deep root stuff to talk about, unfortunately. Unfortunately. And we got a review of World Cup Soccer. All that and more coming right up. Double Super Jackpot! And now, the Hall and Oates of Pinball Podcasting, Nick Lane and Kevin Manny of Buffalo Pinball. Whoa, boom shakalaka. Do you add some like reverb to his No, voice? I think that's a mistake, but we'll go with it. It kind of sounds like he's in the in the, the arena or something. Yeah, how did you do that? <laughs> it's I don't know, it's something how with how I set up the audio. Good, yeah, good mistake. <laughs> are, are we in an arena too? Or uh, No, I think we're good. I, I tested earlier. So All right. right. What's going on? It's, uh, what is day? It's, it's Thursday, October 14th. Yeah. That's, that's the date. That's the date. And that's, that's the, the show. Thanks for tuning in. That's All Nick right. Lane. That's Kevin Manny. If you're watching on YouTube and you're like, well, the bald guy's an idiot, but the skinny guy has something to say. We have names. Who said that? Who said that? you're an idiot? Somebody said you're an Nobody idiot. Nobody said you're an idiot. But they, no, they, who said you, somebody said you're an idiot? No, no, no. Oh, okay. But they, they call me the bald guy and they call you the skinny the guy. The skinny guy's a liar, I heard. Right, right. He's, so, he's just showing up as skinny investments. Guy is, skinny guy is Nick. Bald yeah. guy is Kevin. Yeah. Yes. There you go. So, there you go. And uh, so if you're listening at home and uh if something goes wrong it's because i'm running this on a whole new rig today so stay tuned uh stick around for the dumpster fires oh, you got go the wrong, camera sure. higher too i'm looking up yeah because i have to like put the camera up here over the big old monitor that okay. i have now so i gotta work on my camera angles all right what's up <laughs> what's up how you doing? hit like and subscribe because <laughs> that how we do this if i follow like and subscribe it's your boy kevin it, it, it's right all right we're what's done up? we're done messing around let's let's uh, let's get into the partner thing we want to thank our partners before we get into this. Without them, this would it would be possible, but it wouldn't be that great. Let's be honest. All right. First of all, our premier partner, Pinsidium, Pinsidium Lights. Go to Pinsidium.com. Use pin, uh, uh, coupon code Buffalo, save 10%. What is Pinsidium? Pinsidium is a lighting kit. I mean, that's a kit's an understatement, but it's a lighting kit, lighting experience, a stadium lighting experience for your pinball machines. You can see it from space. Uh, it is controlled by iOS or Android. So many colors, so many options. I love it. I have a guy on my machines. Kevin's got on his machines. Uh, and it's it's dangerous. Once you get in on one machine, though, just be prepared to uh, open your wallet and go take out a loan for more yep. of them. Uh, but that's Penn Stadium Premier Partner. I want to give them a huge shout-out. Uh, other partners are... Let's go for them. We're going to do this differently this time. Oh, We're going to go Titan Pinball. Titan Pinball for your silicone rings. Um, and also, I'm, I'm hyping this up. Everybody, if you're looking to replace your pinball pinballs in your pinball machines you got you, you got to replace them you know after you every every couple hundred plays or when they start to look nicked or damaged or rusted titan pinball man titan pinball is where i got mine and and i i love it so check out titan pinball for their pinballs not get just yourself their silicone a, rings. a pinball mat too because they're and amazing. a mat yeah. just, just do it all just do it all <laughs> just dump a lot of money there can't go wrong we love you all right pinballmix.com if you want a custom music soundtrack for your pinball machine head over to pinballmix.com uh, again, coupon code Buffalo will save you 10% and also give you an Easter egg. Comet Pinball makes LEDs. LEDs, 
and uh, you know the hell of incandescence, right? Am I right? Throw them right in the trash. Throw them in the trash. Customize your pinball machine. Head over to Comet Pinball. Tilt Cycle, TiltCycle.com. All right, so listen, you've got your, your, your comfy mat, okay? You've got your shiny new pinballs. You've got your custom mix going. You got pretty, you got you to go on. Then you look around your game room, and your game room is complete shit. All right, you, do you have anything cool on the wall? No? Okay, well, go to TiltCycle.com, and you can get a custom original artwork, upcycled art from pinball machines from Dan Burfield. TiltCycle.com. We love you, Dan. All right, Community Beer Works, Community Beer Works, my favorite brewery, Kevin's favorite brewery in Buffalo, New York. Uh, they also happen to have uh, pinball machines there. Oh, yeah. Operated by Buffalo Pinball and Arcade Company. Boom. I heard a rumor that they're getting a Godzilla. Oh. I can't say where I heard that, but I heard that. <laughs> People are saying it. People are saying it. <laughs> PinballRaffle.org. PinballRaffle.org. This is Pinball EDU. Head over to PinballRaffle.org. Buy a raffle ticket. Have a chance to win a pinball machine. A 1 in 250 chance to win a pinball machine. Almost each and every month you can do so. And you're also given a charity. I think it's 1 in 300 now. They had to 1 in 300? All of the price increases. Ooh, that's true. Yeah. Well, inflation. You know, it happens. Inflation means it's, it's less chance deal. to win. Yeah. Jersey Jack Pinball, making most beautiful pinball machines on the planet. Uh, the most recent is Guns N' Roses. Kevin's got a... I got five out of heck of a collection. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> it's all right. Pinside.com. I love Pinside.com. I just had them change my uh, name today. Oh, yeah? So Nick Nick Buffalo Pinball. Oh. Yeah. No more Gus fan? Rip Gus fan? Yeah. We're retiring. <laughs> You're that. on brand now, so. We're retiring right. it. I yeah. appreciate it. There you go. Uh, Pinside.com. That is the premier place to go to to uh, engage in forums, look at pinball ratings, sell, buy. It is, it is the only place I go for the pinball community, really. Uh, I'll be honest. Till Forums is good, too, but... Pinside is my bread and butter. Tilt forums is like when you're learning something. Yeah. Or if you want to play in a tournament or something. Yeah, that's yeah. super nerdy. <laughs> Still good, but nerdy. It's true. Flipping out pinball, flipping out pinball.com. My boy, Zach Many. It's your boy. Best customer service in pinball, period. I, I you know what? For you guys, I want I'm like I gotta test a sponsor out. So I purchased a game from Zach and I put him through the goddamn paces. <laughs> and he held up like a champ. I mean, we've heard Nick's experiences with new inbox pinball, yeah. so you're getting yes. into some shit there. He has been through the gauntlet, and he delivered. I highly, highly recommend when you're when you're getting a new game, flipping out pinball, 100% all the way. All right, themodcouplepinball.com for your modding needs. And uh, let's get to the show. Let's do it. All right. And we, we, get, we got some news coming up, so let's have Tim tell us about the news. Here's the tip. It's the latest pinball news. So hot, it's on fire. It's pinball news. All right. Well, let's kick it off. There's some brand new news that happened today. And did I put the mics over here? I did. Look at it. We got mics and we got the website. So Stern Pinball announces a hiring of a new president. So uh, they announced today that they hired Seth A. Davis as president. He's 43, if you wanted to know. That was, that's cute. Interesting that they put his age in there. I, know, I saw I that. Like, I was like, is this a dating site or like what's going on here? Uh, uh, is he like long box on the beach and horseback riding? And what's, Yeah. <laughs> what's his sign? Uh, Gary Stern, founder of Stern Pinball, will continue to serve as a chairman and CEO of the company. Dave Peterson will continue to serve as vice chairman and EVP of the company. As president, Seth will join the company's leadership team and be account- accountable for future performance of the company and its expense enterprise. So we'll report to Gary. Uh, so prior to joining Stern, Seth spent a combined 21 years at the Walt Disney Company and General Electric, certain wide variety of functions, uh, increasingly senior levels. Uh, we're here we go. This is this is the part that matters. 
Immediately prior to start joining Stern Pinball, Seth served on the executive team responsible for the highly successful subscription-based streaming services, ESPN Plus and Disney Plus. Earlier in his career, he served in uh, Disney corporate financial planning, blah, blah, blah. So he comes from subscription services at Disney. Disney Plus, Disney. Stern just announced Insider Connected. It's a subscription service. We we can see where they, where this is going. You know they're trying to get onto that monthly subscription based model where you're trying to pull in that ongoing revenue over and over again. Um, who can blame them, right? That's all, all software companies are doing this. You know I, I use Adobe products all the time. It's all Adobe Creative Cloud now. It's, it's not, like a bottomless pit of pinball money. So you might as well <laughs> yeah. might as well get directly connected to uh, the pinball owner's credit card and a phone and some buttons to just throw more money right at it. I don't. What could they incorporate from a subscription service, Kevin? Because it's not it's not obvious to me, right? Not, I mean, uh, well, I, th- let's see. I have... That's not saying they will, but is this I, mean, I think Kevin's on to something. There we go. Um, oh, that's the wrong website. We want to go over here. Um, so this is from an interview with uh, George Gomez. And it, he says, our existing insider all-access loyalty program also joins the system. All-access connected is a subscription version of the service experience focused on providing additional player features along with behind the scenes development stuff, early access, special events, and quests. In the future, we intend to create exclusive game extensions, such as special access to new modes or new rules and features to increase the all access connected values. Interesting. So they're going to put certain game features behind a paywall. Yeah. uh, We'll see how this unfolds. Yeah. (laughs) You know, F, after you spend what now for a pro, it's six six thousand something. I don't even. I can't give up sixty four hundred dollars. Maybe shipped. Yep. Uh, you got to then pay more. I mean, at some point, yeah. I don't know. We'll yeah. see. We'll it's, see. I don't want to get it like down. I don't want to go so far down a road where we're we're complaining and speculating about things that may never happen. But yeah, you I, I, I totally said bit. it there. But it, yeah, and you got to look at it on the flip side too. It's like how much. Relative to you spent ten grand on a machine, is forty dollars a year that much? And that's what it is right now. And it's really not. But should you have to spend additional money on top of what you're already? Well, it's kind of like the the next step after they added that goat mode to the topper on uh, on uh, Jurassic Park. Uh, so there's when you got the Jurassic Park topper, it unlocked a special goat frenzy mode oh that's um, stupid whatever and uh, so so i read today or somebody posted in the D- buffalo discord yeah i was in the buffalo discord that there's gonna be uh so now they have achievements for games there's gonna be achievements that you can only unlock if you have the topper <laughs> they're really they're really pushing yeah well i mean if you're chasing achievements and you're you buying a topper to chase the achievements then then you deserve to lose your money you know, something about a fool getting uh, uh, his money departing him or something. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever. Whatever. Listen, listen, we got our topper expert in the chat, I think, somewhere. So we'll hear from him later how he feels about that. But yeah, okay. <laughs> listen, I'm just jealous that I'm not at the point in my life where I can just be like, yeah, $1,000 topper. Why not? Let's I just, go. Well, listen, $1,000 in my pocket. I might as well get a topper for this thing. <laughs> this really flex. <laughs> throw it up there. Buy, yeah. buy like 10 of them. For a, you know, boom, <laughs> yeah, on towers for yeah. all my machines, yeah, yeah. Instead of buying another machine, what a world! Just get decoration for the top. What a world! Instead. People yeah. are starving. Yeah, fucking topper on your fucking <laughs> expensive toy. Yeah, all right. Really, really living the life. All right. You know, I thought it was calm today. I we got it going. I thought it, I was it, tired. It didn't it's, take much. All we had to talk about was 
Imagine, topper, topper DLC. Imagine what fires me up and where I find the energy. Man. All right. <laughs> okay, so that's uh, we got a new president at Stern. Um, so what do you what do you think Gary's going to do now that this guy's uh, heading up the company as president? Drink vodka and <laughs> hang out. He's going to chill. He's gonna he might as well chill. Life. Yeah, he, he deserves to. He'll probably be a figurehead. He, kind of. Like, I mean, yeah. Jack Winnery is basically that at JJP too, right? Gary Stern was a hero. He kept the lights on and pinball when nobody else was. He's a, he's a hero. Yep. Kick back, take it easy. He's probably, it seems like he's been kind of doing that lately anyways. With It seems like Gomez has been really been kind of running the ship. And, you know, they. Um, I think, I'm sure that, you know, they mentioned some of the other executive team on here too, so. Where's Gomez fall in the in the hierarchy? No? Ah, I forget what his title is. Is he? He's like vice president for game design So he'd be, okay, like gotcha. Okay, so he's reporting yeah. to Seth. Yeah, yeah. Right. yep. So there you go. Uh, right. Thanks for th- dropping that hot Kevin, news. you're 43. I am. You could have got I was a job like, That's what I thought. I was like, yeah. I could have been president of Stern Pinball. You didn't know this. You've been a lifelong gamer. <laughs> what the hell? I just didn't work at Disney and, and um, establish Disney Plus and stuff. I yep. really missed opportunities. Yep. I could help them fix their spelling on their announcements and stuff. They, they need wanted. that. They need some help. I could, that's where on I their games, announcements. Yeah. All right. There you go, Stern. We love you. <laughs> we love you, Stern. I promise. Uh, okay. Next up. Godzilla. So this, uh, they announced this basically right after our uh, our stream last month, our podcast. Uh, but yeah, there's a new pinball machine. Everybody kind of had a feeling it was going to be Godzilla, but it's the latest machine from Keith Elwin. Uh, surprise, surprise! It comes in three feature levels: Pro, Premium, LE. Um, so yeah, artwork by Jeremy Packer looks really good. Even though people on the internet freaked out about the art, I think it looks really cool. They freaked out about the art. Yeah. Because he looks like a watermelon. He, he looks like a watermelon. It's too colorful. This and that. He does kind of look blah, like blah. a. Well, I mean, it's it's busier artwork. I mean, it's cool. Yeah. I think the cabinet looks awesome. I'm but... surprised they freaked out. They freaked out about everything. Though. Yeah. I'm like, I think it's I think it's beautiful. Um, but I guess people who really like Godzilla just expected to have oh. these muted tones and okay, like for... the old movies because it's based on the old movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not a gods, you know. Not a Godzilla fan or anything, so I wouldn't yeah, know. I, I'm not either, so I, I just think it. it looks really cool. Yeah. yeah, if you're if you're a purist for the theme, I can yeah. I can appreciate. No, I can it, appreciate but. that argument. Um, then. So this is the pro. Uh, you know, it's got Godzilla on there, Godzilla all over the place. This is so these pictures look less saturated. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if it's the photography they use. It. It's one of those things where you're gonna have to see it in person. To, sure. To really determine. Hundred um, percent. But here's here's the play field. Um, it, it really cool layout. Yeah, the artwork is again that style of artwork, and I've talked about before is is almost too busy for my tastes. Mm-hmm. I can't even it's it's hard to even make out the features in the game. You know, like where where shots are, where things are. Um, there is that style and artwork where it kind of shows you where shots are, and this doesn't really do that. I feel like he scaled it back a little bit on this because you can see some of the lanes and stuff now for, compared to like Deadpool, where it's just like all art. At least here, yeah. you can see you know. It's scaled back on some of these shots. It is very busy down at the it's bottom. Very, I mean, he's awesome. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he's like, you, you want to hang up a poster or something. It's great. I, right. I think it's a little too busy for pinball. What the hell do I know, Nick? You don't know anything <laughs> about art. I'm just saying, though. Yeah. I am saying, like, there's a there's like a happy medium. Yeah. So, it looks cool. So, layout-wise, really neat. Um, the Premium and LE have some really cool features. So, let's get down here. Uh, this is the Pro. Nobody wants to see this. Uh, all right. The building is static on the Pro, but moves on the premium LE. So uh, one of the really neat things is this magnet um, that grabs – it's like a, a Newton ball magnet. So it'll grab the ball and set it up for upper flipper shots. It can kind of like flip it around and 
do all this cool stuff. So, but I've been I've been hearing reports that it's been overheating on location because it gets used so the much. Magnet, yeah. So because they're being selling a lot of fans for that, <laughs> like they have oh, it wow. for for flippers too. But they, they must have. A, they better have like a lot of mileage around there, right? Yeah, I have no idea because that, that's going to wear out that area super quick. Um, the building. Uh, let's see if we can get to the building on the premium alley. Um, there's a lot of pictures here. Here's a premium. Okay. Um, uh, we're looking at pinballnews.com, by the way. Shout out to Pinball News. Here's the so you got the the bridge that that uh, collapses on the premium alley, which is really neat. Yep. You've got um the the building. The, the building reminds me of a reverse time expander on uh on Doctor Who. So it starts up tall and collapses over time and it'll release the balls for multi-ball really cool um there's shots that kind of crisscross through the building um there's also this jump ramp into the mecha godzilla down here um so some really neat features um that you don't get on the premium le or that you don't get on the pro um that i think is pushing people to uh make that jump yeah it seems like an up premium uh all day but then again the price increase is just like jesus christ yeah that's where i was going next so there is a significant price jump on this we we talked about it last month but the um it's actually ended up being more because we were speculating 600 on pros and a thousand on premium le's because that's what uh coin ticker had put on their website but certain price increases went up 700 dollars on the the pros 1200 on premiums and 1300 on le's so uh, the new uh, MSRP is 6,200, 7,800, and 9,200, respectively. So pretty pretty significant jumps. Uh, or, or no, sorry, that that was Mando. That was Mando. Uh, yeah. The new prices are 6,900, 9,000, and 10.5. Oh, God. Wow. I can't even process that. Yeah, so whoopsies. Yeah. <laughs> is this a review? This is, this is just us talking about the game. I, I appreciate that question. Yes, Matt. thank you, Chris. It's not, you. A, not a review. Not a review. We just, didn't give the disclaimer. This is talking about news. Yes. Yeah, we have not played this game. We're no. just talking it. This game came Chris out. just saved us. Man. Somebody was typing furiously on YouTube, and they're just like, oh, whew, whew, yeah. backing off. Yeah, they'll probably hit enter. Anyway. The people who type on YouTube don't actually listen to what we say, though. They hear what they want to hear, and then they proceed. It's very Not true. everybody. The, the, the stupid comments that we get. Exactly. Well, that's that's the internet. Welcome to the internet, everybody. I know. Um, say my first rodeo. Uh, anything else we want to say about Godzilla? So you, like you said earlier, we're, we should have access to one place pretty yeah. soon. Yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting to hear when it ships, but I heard community beer works is getting one. So nice. we'll be doing a bro show on it. Oh yeah. Bro show. Soon ish. In the next couple of weeks. We had a request on Instagram for it. See, we, we take requests. That's right. We also had a request for Avengers. That's why I was asking uh, Nick about that. So yeah. I was like, that's a good idea. We should play that. So. Alrighty. Um, insider connected. We kind of talked about the, the, um, the cost and the paid features so we can skip by that um stern announced oh, uh, wrapping up our stern news um there's a new pinball machine sort of and did we talk about connected too well did that's we talk about last well time? yeah we talked about it last time okay. that's why i didn't really want to give no, that's fine that's much. cool um but yeah you can scan stuff and put your high scores up and all that all right um they announced a new home model pinball machine it's jurassic park um it's I, I like the URL sternpinball.com slash affordable dash home dash game <laughs> because after those prices increases, you certainly need a ho- affordable home version. Um, so, but this is, um, you know, in the vein of star Wars and Spider-Man and was Spider was Spider-Man the first one. Oh no, it was uh transformers and Avengers were the first two, but they had that really weird janky cabinet. 
Um, you can see your chats, Kevin. Kevin Gorn says. I can I see know. your chats. Oh, the tabs, I think he's saying. I don't Who cares, Gorn? Or chats? I don't know. What are you talking about? That's Gorn. <laughs> Gorn's messing up the stream. <laughs> All right. <laughs> he's talking to he's talking to uh, Brian. Die. Um uh so yeah, this is a this is a home model pinball machine. $4600 I think is the the home model. Um what a deal. Yeah, real steal of a deal. That's, that's like, so affordable. It's like the price of uh oh a, my Pro God. a couple years ago. It's got wow. a jump ramp. That's pretty cool. Uh it's got a dinosaur head. Uh there it is. The ball comes out of it. You shoot it. It does a bunch of stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's going to have really basic rules, right? That's that's always sure. the, the drawback to these home games is that. I mean, I guess the people buying this game just have no clue. Like, this is what they get. Like, yeah. I want a pinball machine for my home. This is the one I get. Yeah. Right? And then, like, oh. I, th- I think Attack said it best that uh, it's a, a Christmas gift for rich kids. Which is, it really yeah, is. You know. It really, he nailed it. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're like Gorn or Richie Rich, you would have gotten this as a kid. There you go. But for for a home model, it looks solid. You know, there's some significant features in here for a, but but again, it's like this is what you would pay for a full size commercial machine a few years ago. So that's sad. It's really not that I'm affordable. Just, I'm kind of you know, this is the world. And can I just say, pet peeve time. Look at how many Jurassic Park logos. Should I go to the bathroom thing. while you talk about this? One, two, Logo three, talk. four, five, <laughs> six, seven. <laughs> Visible eight. <laughs> and if he gets a topper, it'll be nine. So there you go. Uh, it actually doesn't say the name of the game on it, though. What's well, the Jurassic Park? It's got the logo. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's got the logo, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, plus it's on the sign back there in Jurassic Park. So if you if you, uh, if you you want a Jurassic Park for your home, I would say get the, the Keith Elwin one because that's really good. And it's going gonna, it's gonna to last you a long time. But this is an option, too. If you, nobody listening to this podcast is going to buy this. <laughs> so, no. If you do, you're going to get it used for whatever for cheap down the line so there you go okay there you go that's that's the pin all right so that's all your stern news uh where where are we going next we're going to queen next so Gorn's asking if it's pick on gorn day every day is like tease gorn a little bit day come on (laughs) (laughs) uh so this was kind of sort of unexpected and sort of expected so there was we knew that there was a queen machine in development from highway pinball when they shut down, they were working on Queen. They had done Alien and uh, Full Throttle. They were also working on a Playboy game, uh, which, of course, they were. Um, and they were working on this Queen. So we knew there were there was a possibility of a Queen machine out there from Highway. And now that Highway has been um, taken over by Pinball Brothers, um, really not a huge surprise. But it was unexpectedly unveiled at this pop-up shop out in, in London called queen the greatest uh, the shop is dedicated to merchandise and memorabilia from the band queen again we're going from uh, pinballnews.com thank you pinball news so they he actually he lives in england so he went out there and visited the place uh so you can go in there's all this queen merch and then like in the basement of the place they have this queen pinball machine that you can't play it's just sitting there uh it lights up and it plays videos on the back class of the band in concert so it seems to be based on their one of their iconic um concerts and so that's what it's kind of centered around. Is all the imagery and stuff is from that concert and all the God, the, the footage. Is bad. <laughs> art is just bad. It I'm is, sorry, I can't it, even let Kevin finish. <laughs> I'm trying to like hold back. Yeah, that's the uh, that's the consensus. It's like 
somebody needs to redo this art. So yeah, you can see your demo machine gameplay is disabled. Um, Oof, God, it just it looks like Gottlieb machine <laughs> from the eighties. That's is, what they're going for. They nailed it. Yeah, they they really did. This is like the only part I really think is cool around the start button. That's that is deep. cool. Yeah. I agree. It's weird. I don't it's, know what that is, but I like it. Yeah, it's weird. It's like, why was the creativity there? Like, and every place else, it kind of sucks. I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's really, I don't know. It, that's, yeah. yeah. Is it the colors? I, I mean, what know. is it? What is it about a cat that's so bad? It is, it's pretty plain. Like, there's not a lot going on around it. And it's kind of like this weird, like, photorealistic slash line art style that, I don't know. It's, yeah. He looks weird. Yeah, they like, they all, they, look, uh, they almost look um, like, like a character, like caricaturish. Yeah, yeah. Well, Freddie Mercury doesn't, but yeah, he that one you just showed, like, so it's like inconsistent. Yeah, yeah. And then the 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 side box, side box is just super like yeah, really basic. They just like took basic. those other layouts and like made them made them orange. <laughs> there yeah. you go, and that's your art. So the the layout of the game looks. Okay, so this was originally a wide body game, but now it's a narrow body. So I don't remember. It's probably for the best. I don't remember. I don't want it to be like a a, a situation with like Houdini where the shots are super tight because they it's were like a, yeah. squish it in. Uh, it doesn't look that way yeah, though. Yeah, I would have to compare the two to see what they what they changed and modified from that. But it did have that original like uh, shot of the middle kind of thing. It's got it. Oh, you saw the wide body one? Yeah, they had put out some some pictures of it. Or there's a like a a future pinball build of the the pinball or oh, the wow. highway pinball version oh, okay. um but yeah so it's an interesting layout again it's like it's gonna come down to rules um build quality all that stuff i've been hearing the uh the aliens that have been coming out from pinball brothers have been having issues surprise surprise um so again it's like let's uh let's see what they can come up with here and uh we'll go from there but as far as it stands right now it's got a long way to go it's like, it's like no code on it it just flashes the lights and plays music, so it's gonna be a while. So it's kind of surprising that they would show this already. But so it's really weird. Yeah, it's a very unusual way to reveal a machine. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's got people talking about it, and people are definitely decided that they're gonna buy this game. Right? Well, yeah, you know? yeah, people are. I could see the benefit of getting it in front of Queen fans in a shop like this, who are gonna lose their minds when they see it. But then it's yeah. like. You want to be able to fill, fulfill that order while they're hyped about it, and they want it now. You don't. They don't want to wait like three years for it to come out. You know, it's called the Jersey Jack Pirates of the Caribbean effect. Exactly. You do not want to do, that. and that's why. You know, it's so funny because even uh, Chicago Gaming. So they announced um, Cactus Canyon. What it was like a month or so ago now, and people are already getting impatient. They're like, "Well, they said it was going to be four weeks, and then it would be shipping. And where are they?" And then, that's why kind of these companies they learn the the good ones learn their lesson and they stop announcing so early they yeah um they wait well like between they got better between JJP got better between uh Pirates and and Hobbit or no Wonka Pirates and Wonka and then but then they still had a wait of a couple months so then when GNR came out they're like all right we're going to have 100 of these ready to go on day 1 and it still wasn't nearly enough but at least they had something there to satisfy sure. those orders so um you want to, you want to grab those sales when you can and, and cash them out as soon as you can because people people if they wait a year they'll be like well I changed my mind I want to go buy this other thing instead because I've played that game now and I'm not that excited about it anymore so you you got to go on it so right. um, that's Queen and all right so let's let's jump over to let's see if this works can we do this oh it works so over at Jersey Jack Pinball 
Mark Seaton from, uh, you know him on Twitch as the Arcade with five R's. Um, he's been building the Metroid pinball machine for the past, I don't know, like four years. It's been a long time he's been working on it, but he's been live streaming it this whole time. And he got recruited by JJP. So how awesome is that? So it's a, I think that's a, it's a good picture that, that shows they got like the old school, the old guard and the new school coming in and, uh, and taking over and learning some things from some of the greatest of all time. Look at that, a full team of designers. I know. Amazing. Yeah, they nice. got they got four people. So they're really they want to keep these guys busy. They're gonna have to crank up their uh Yeah, production. how are they gonna do that? Yeah. So they do have a second line running now with okay. with Wonka. With uh so ideally, you know, you gotta think they're kinda tooling that up, getting it going so they can get multiple lines going at one time. So they're gonna be rerunning Wonka, but it's also got a price increase. It's a eleven thousand dollar game now. For a Wonka LE, which at launch was ninety five hundred, so that's a fifteen hundred dollar increase for Wonka. Which for GGP, not a real surprise because they've done this with um, Wizard of Oz. Did did GNR go up in price? But GNR went up shortly after launch. No, I know. Okay, so it's a little at ten five. Yeah. Okay. Um, Someone was telling me different, but I want I, I didn't hear that. So as far as I know, they haven't increased it again. Yeah. Okay. Um. But that's not to say going on, going on, going forward that uh, prices won't be more in line with that eleven thousand uh, price, which would stink because <laughs> who wants price increases? Not me. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, they're they're. Oh, my, the point I was getting. At, so we saw that with like the Yellow Brick Road Wizard of Oz that came out for like yeah, yeah. about that price. So uh, they they kind of got a, a reputation for doing this. But again, it's like there was demand for this game. Prices have gone up. Prices are going across the board, so they're they're meeting some of that demand. So um, there you go. The other big news from JJP is they're adding achievements. Achievements. It's the new hotness in pinball. They're all all across the board. They just added. So they started with Wonka a couple weeks ago. They added achievements to that via Scorbit. Then on Tuesday of this week, they did a code update for Guns N' Roses. And that has achievements now via Scorbit. And then just today they added them to Dialed In. So that's three of their six-game fleet uh, is up to date with with their achievements on the Scorbit platform. So I have a theory because I streamed both uh, Guns N' Roses and Dialed In on Monday that I should stream the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and Hobbit next week. And then uh, we'll get achievements for both of those. Thank you, Kevin. Real quick. I'll do that for you guys. It's very exciting. So let's talk about that for a minute. So you... Played your first game of of Scorbit, yes, Guns and Roses. I did. Tell us about your experience going through that. Um, yeah, it was fine. You had to like unlock your location because it's private for me. But I signed up, and um, after I had to use weird symbols in my password, I got in, and <laughs> it connected to the game. Fine, I didn't have any any issues or trouble. Um, so it was, it was all right. I mean, it gave me achievements. It, it's, it's cool. I'll take it. Yeah. I, I think what you were telling me after the fact bothers me. And that's like when they update the game code, if you look at like the global high scores, that's like irrelevant now because that's old game code. So this should be wiped every time the game updates, right? Because it's, you're playing a totally different game. I mean, like every game is different in the house, so we're already trying to combat that a little bit, and we accept that. But the version of the game that you're playing makes a big difference if the the mode the, the mode scoring is different or the rules are different. They've added modes, so 
Yeah, it, it's just totally irrelevant every time that there's a uh, updated code. So Scorbit has to clear those scores every time that happens. And until that does happen, then those scores are meaningless to me. It makes yeah. the whole thing meaningless. Yeah, it's a, there's so many inherent issues with global leaderboards on pinball. Like we've said before, you know, every game is set up different. You don't know if it's a three ball, five ball, glass off. You know, a Stern yeah. is... is combating some of that with their their weighing achievements more heavily if you do them on location because in theory you're going to be playing with the glass on although if Nick Lane has his game on a location and he's setting it up he could take the glass off and all day do it if he wants so I, I, I could we yeah. accept that I mean it's not it is what it is with yeah. that but at least what there's things that they can control right mm -hmm. and what you need to control is wiping the the scoreboard the global leader scoreboard every time that the code gets updated that's just that's just what needs to happen. Yeah. Um, Gordon mentioned my name shows up on the scoreboard. That that was cool. Yeah, I, I like it. I mean, that, like, yeah, let's have these features in games. It's cool, my book. Um, but yeah, you got to tweak things like that. You got to at least update the scoreboard. I, I, even though I know the scoreboard should be with an asterisk to begin with, but that is even worse than like you know, oh, somebody took the glass off. In my opinion. Yeah. Because you can control for that. It's nice that. They have a, a local game leaderboard, so it, like it'll show just like high scores on this particular game, which is way more relevant to me. Um, high scores for me is um, globally is just like a record of, of good games. Um, one thing that's like you need to log in. The one thing, yeah, if you don't log in, I think if you, you give you a little bit of time after the game to like log in and claim the score, but. Um, if you don't like proactively score bit your game before you start, and then you have a really good game. Um, it's like, do, can you claim that code? That score? I think you can, but yeah, it wasn't. I mean, just as long as you get in the habit of recording your scores beforehand or yeah. logging beforehand, it, the login process was easy enough. Yeah, it was yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Once you have it set up, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah. Um, some of the menus and stuff that are are not that in, that intuitive, but the to me the achievements are way more interesting than the high scoreboard. Uh, I don't from a personal level. It'd be nice if it was easier to see because, like, buried deep in the menus, you can get to the list of what all the achievements are on the game. And then it'd be like, oh, cool, I want to try and go for that one, or I want to try and do that. Because as it is right now, it's just like you play the game like you would normally play, and then a little thing goes off and goes ding uh, Yeah. when you do stuff. that It's like, cool, I was going to do that anyways. Yep. I could see it being drawing attention to features you didn't realize were happening. It doesn't show what the achievements could be in, in Scorbit itself, right? does but they're like super buried okay. so that they need to like bring those up higher in the uh okay in the in the ui well we'll see how stern does it i mean now that there's another thing out there you know it will hopefully make it so both people have to be competitive right yeah and get a better product yeah it is it is good that there's uh competing products so they they push each other like we've seen stern and jersey jack and all the other companies pushing it up um New Jan Argo, best game start in pinball. It is really cool. Nick didn't really get the experience because he was looking at his scorebit. Yeah. I was like, check that out. <laughs> I missed it. Yeah. But yeah, it's really good. So the JJP choreography is is next level stuff. So um yeah, so to me personally, achievements are more interesting than high score uh global leaderboards because you know, if I want to know the high scores on my game, I can just look at the the high scores on the game, you know what I mean? Sure. So but it's it's an interesting way to kind of track your scores as you go. And um, uh, do to do the achievement. So it just gives you another layer of things to do in your home pinball machine, which it's cool. I'll bring it on and for free on a JJP game all day. 
for three hundred dollars on a Stern game in my house. Do we know how much did it cost? That's people are. I don't know if they've set a definitive price, but the speculation is between two and three hundred dollars. Okay, but that's just speculation. So yeah. I just want to clear that up. We don't know how much it is going to be. Yeah. So I'm, I'm so somebody will correct me in chat if I'm wrong. I'm, I'm guessing that's right. Or, or in the YouTube comments, <laughs> tell tell me how yeah. wrong I am. Well, it'd be interesting to see how Stern Connected is when they release stuff for operators, right? And you know, if we can use Stern Connected to engage um, our players for the location game and give away like prizes, like I I can see being able to do high score contests way easier. I mean, we used to do the selfie league and it was a pain in the ass. You know, you have to take a picture and then somebody has to uploaded and right i mean there, there's so many steps it's just exhausting right so now with the stern connected well if we can do monthly tournaments like tournaments i put that in quotes like high score competitions on the game and like you know community bear works can give away gift certificates and things like that that could be fun that could be a good time there you go seraphin chat says on stern website msrp is 61.99 and then with a stern insider connected equipment it's 64.99 so there's your 300 bucks yeah well yeah that would logically that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. So so we'll see. But to be fair, Scorbit, if it's not a JJP game, is going to cost you that much too. Oh yeah. So they're they're on par with each other. Which either one, I was like, yeah. I don't see the value in my house for that. But. Yeah, I just you know I like I said I don't I'm not looking to throw away money right now. <laughs> we like, can, we can jump over to uh, so this is from that interview with uh, uh, George Gomez. How do how do operators use Insider Connected to drive location play? The operator version is, of the system is called Insider Connected Pro. Their naming system is ridiculous, by the way. And it will have distinctly different user interface. And naturally, it will focus on Pro Tools for operating pinball machines. It allows operators to address their customers directly and present them with incentives to engage with the games and the location. For example, an operator can issue challenge quests to the community. So basically, that's what PinQuest was trying to do before, uh, before this. If a player chooses to take on those challenges and complete them, the operator can reward the player di- directly. For example, an operator can issue a challenge quest that says, play four consecutive nights on any two connected machines at these locations and get X reward. It can be assigned translate, free plays, popcorn or cheeseburgers, whatever they can legally give as awards. Um, this allows the operator to create quests focused on their locations. Stern can also use a similar tool set to draw attention around to a specific title or create an event around a group of games anywhere in the world. Obviously, what this does is drive traffic and revenue, increasing the operator's value to the location. Yeah, so, so I like... I like the idea. We'll see how it plays out, and I'm happy to report back. Yeah, you know, for sure. we, we try things. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, I could see it. Like you were saying, we we did like that pin duos format where you would play at one, at two locations during that month. Yeah, and this is like an extended version of that where you could set up, you know, let's say at Masuda Chow's and CBW, go play these games this month and win whatever uh, free free yeah. credits. Or some, we'll we'll see like how that. we'll see how it plays out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. interesting. So, um. Let's go. So we did that. We, oh, next is uh, Lyman Sheets and Josh Sharp are partnering with CGC. I don't. Uh, Skip says because operators love giving stuff away. I don't think it's the operators. I think it's the um, the venue that would wanna would would give stuff away. Yeah. Um, I think it's it's more them. It's as an operator, I'd be working with the. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be us necessarily giving stuff away. I'd be working with the venue. To say, hey, do you want to do this promotion? Where like a Masuda Shouse T-shirt, which is a yeah, because it's advertising for them too. Yeah, yeah, because it drives traffic. You know, when somebody goes to these places, they're going to get probably a beer, and you know, they might get food, and they make an event out of it. So they just want people coming in the door 
where we don't make that much money necessarily on the machines or they don't care about the money and going to the machines. They just want people in the door. So they'll be motivated to do it from that perspective. Nice. Uh, all right. So, the, so Lyman, it's funny because we talked last month about Lyman leaving Stern. Well, it didn't take him long to, uh, well, I guess it kind of did because he left back in January, but um, it didn't seem long to us because we just found out last month that he's uh, partnering with Chicago Gaming Company along with Josh Sharp um, to work on Cactus Canyon Remake. So they're going de- to, together, they're going to develop, uh, they're contracted to develop new and enhanced software for Cactus Canyon Remake. So, you know, the history, we know Lyman and, and Josh. Uh, and that's, there's not much of an announcement there as far as details of what they're actually going to do. Um, some speculation has been that they're going to release Cactus Canyon as is, and then the Lyman update will come later at an additional cost, which would be, I don't know, but I, you know, CGC has done stuff like this in the past where they've later added additional features like the, I think of the, uh, medieval madness with the, the dots, the enhanced graphics, like the, um, the color DMD, they added that further down the line for an additional fee. So it's something they could do. Um, I, I will say that Lyman being involved with Cactus Canyon piques my interest because Lyman's awesome and Cactus Canyon is an interesting layout that I haven't played yeah. a bazillion times. So it, just, it all comes down to the value proposition, right? Is, the, is it going to be enough code there, enough for me to do uh, beyond you know the 90s rule set, medieval madness, attack from Mars style uh, rules? That would that would keep you keep you busy. Well, I know we talked about Cantus Canyon, you know, last month, and I was like, well, I really don't care about a twenty year old game with twenty year old rules. Is it more than twenty years now? Well, a little over twenty years, twenty five ish. Yeah. But now this this is a this is different, right? You got Lyman with all his collective wisdom and knowledge over the years. It'd be interesting to see what he does with that game. Uh, there you go. There's an original theme with uh potentially rules from you know this modern era yeah could be could be really really good what do you think josh sharp is doing there is he, is he gonna do their books is he is he running the excel have, over I there have no idea. <laughs> that's, I what don't he, know. that's what he does for uh raw thrills yeah he's a cfo right yeah. <laughs> he's, he's gonna be doing the jay fairbrother over there yeah uh so that's cool no uh josh obviously a very good and skilled uh competitive player so he would bring all his knowledge to that project as well. So Scott it's- Denise, he says he's really good at coming up with rule ideas. So we got two competitive players um, nice. doing rules. So yeah, probably be really good. And he can balance your books. So it's a win-win. Uh, speaking of Josh and rule ideas, we got to talk to him about Big Buck Hunter. What, what happened there? <laughs> oh, I thought you meant the bit that I'm like, this one? No, no, no. no. Big Buck Hunter pinball. All right. Well, maybe the, that's maybe, a raw thrills game. Did Lyman do the code on that? Yeah, well, he was credited because it was him and Lonnie there at the time. So yeah, they, they're all well. There's some it, there's some some interesting things in that game that you can tell like somebody thought differently. Yeah, there's problems in there, but there's also interesting things in there. Yeah, where it wasn't just like Ronnie copy and paste. Yeah, it was hit the hit the buck eight bazillion times to get to the wizard. Mode. Those are like the head scratcher, and then it has like cool things where like I don't. know. How do we get talking about this? But then there's, there's, there's cool things of like increasing like the elk value by hitting the ramp more to build it up. And then uh, so increasing the jackpot values and then locking, um, hitting it back in the shooter to double it for a few seconds. So there's there's things in there. It's got, it's there's, got its ins and outs. There's thought, thought one in that game. I in love certain it. Areas. Good thing they made like 30 of them. All right. <laughs> uh, what do, what's that game going for these days? Is it, it never changes hands because they didn't make that many. Probably minimum 4,500. Yeah. 
I would. Mine is probably worth at least five thousand. I can. I'm sure I can get five thousand for mine. Yeah, yours is super nice. Yeah, it was owned by Josh Sharp. Boom. Oh. I'll get a certificate of authentic- uh, authenticity. Nick That's Lane right. and Josh Sharp. <laughs> he's, su- he's super famous. You got that A list pinball person, and then I'll be C. Maybe I'm, I'm a C on a good day. That's Maybe right. B on a good day. Yeah. Maybe B on a good if day. If you're modeling uh, pinball t shirts for Comet, then you're a B list, yeah. I think. Uh, BBH <laughs> Strat Talk. This is just, you just lost, our viewers have plummets down to like five people. <laughs> That's, gotta, this is what they come move. for. After yeah. you know, five years of doing this, yeah. it, it, it all comes back to BBH eventually. That's right. You learn one thing. <laughs> okay. Uh, what else we got? Kelts is shipping. That's cool, right? Uh, where is it? Where's Good job. They shipped yeah. a game. They're shipping. They've shipped like twenty of them. Okay. So twenty uh, more than Deep Root shipped. That's right. They they shipped them to Australia first, and now they're starting to ship internationally. I know. Twenty more than uh Punny Factory shipped. That's right. Uh, Gamma Goat. Uh, Ian Harrower is getting one. Oh, so shit. he said his is shipping soon. So it's coming, right. coming to Canada. Let's go visit uh Ian. Get some poutine and smoke weed and uh, whatever else they do up there. I don't know. <laughs> Watch hockey. Go see the Blue Jays. That's yeah, what, that's what you do. That's what they do up there. That, that's everything. All right. <laughs> That's, that's all the all the things in Canada. All right, is it time? I think it's time. It's time, it's time to go over here, and we're going to talk about everybody's favorite topic: deep root pinball. So, uh, well, we won't. I don't think this is going to get as into it as we did last time. So it was it was quite quite. I a, think you got I think you got to do the cliff notes because we can't read any more uh, too much more. Yeah. Gotta, well, this this is the cliff notes. That's why I came to this. Okay. Fair so, enough. Um, so this is from a filing uh, on uh, seven days ago. Uh, plaintiff's response to defendant Robert J. Mueller's brief regarding use of funds to subject to asset freeze. So Robert Mueller, he's uh, he's Mr. Deep Root. He in- induced hundreds of people to invest more than $60 million into his quote-unquote safe investment funds, including scores of investors who put their life savings under his control. He appears to have spent nearly every penny, while his investors, many of whom worked their entire lives for the money they entrusted to Mueller, are scrambling to figure out how to pay their bills and survive. Mueller, who has yet to obtain gainful employment, asks the court to let him squander $8,500 a month out of what little remains of the money with which he was entrusted so that his lifestyle can continue uninterrupted. Mueller also asks the court to let him use at least $87,000 of investor funds for legal representation in a hypothetical criminal action that may or may not occur at some unknown point in the future. The Securities and Exchange Commission opposes his request in its entirety. Since... Filing the complaint, the SEC has learned that Mueller has raised at least $7.2 million after being served with SEC investigative subpoenas in October 2020 without an apparent disclosure to investors of the SEC's investigation. Notably, this included more than $155,000 raised from investors after June 25th, 2021, the date on which Mueller was notified by the SEC staff that they were going to recommend the commission that had filed his securities fraud action against him and his companies. Again, Mueller took these funds without any apparent disclosure of this development to investors. And nearly all of the $7.2 million has been spent, indicating that in the face of an SEC investigation, Mueller has no compunction about rapidly depleting investor assets and will continue to do so unless restrained. The SEC reserves the rights to amend the complaint to reflect these newly discovered facts. Uh, Mueller has spent nearly all of the more than $60 million he raised from investors and appears to have less than 400,000 in cash available to satisfy satisfy any potential judgment. So in the in the face of uh ripping off hundreds of people for their money, uh six, wasting 60 million dollars, what you know, he's got less than $400,000 left and he's asking to spend that on his personal expenses, including like rent to his dad and all this crap. It's like well, 
what a terrible human being this guy is. The only thing you could do to somebody like that is, is, is seriously lock them up because they're they're monsters. I mean, straight up sociopaths, and they can't be walking around. <laughs> you just can't let them interact <laughs> with people. You've got to lock them up. After getting caught for this and doing this and all that, he's still in like Looney Tune land. Okay. I, yeah, I, I don't know what else can we say. We've been talking four years. We've been calling this guy out and just like, just uh, absurd, ridiculous, scam, garbage, whatever. And uh, so tired of it. Yeah, so, super tired of it. Yeah. So that that's the latest with Deeper. Just when you thought you know he was getting, uh, you, you were gonna hear the last of him. He's getting investigated by the SEC. Keeps popping his head back up. No, look look what a jerk I am. I'm gonna want to try to spend what little money is left of this that I haven't wasted already. So. The the phrase "no shame." There you go. It's a quintessential example of no shame. After all that, he's like, "I still want more, more." more. <laughs> I still have some of the money that I stole, like just like nine thousand dollars. It's just a little bit. I have to maintain my lifestyle. It's like nine thousand a month. It's just I'm not even asking for much. I only had like three more weddings. What's we the problem? Time. What's the big deal? <laughs> oh my god! No, no guilt. No. No regard for like any uh, of the people that he ripped off. It's just just terrible. We're never gonna see that box, are we? The deep root box. The, the pin that he stole. crate thing. Pin crate. We're never gonna whatever, see whatever that gets. All his uh how many innovations did he have on his pinball machine? Oh like god, there's so many, so many innovations. This octo octo assembly. Octo assembly. Fucking bullshit. All all that that he took from us that we'll never see the light. All of that day. that he took from somebody who's worked a lot many people have worked a lifetime. That's what this fucking idiot spent it on. Jesus Christ. You saw somebody as uh, a group of uh, investors or people or I don't know uh, are gonna try to put out Magic Girl. Did you yeah, see that? well they they uh, they took the like sixteen Magic Girls. They made like sixteen and they took like four of them and actually finished the game because it was just like a bunch of parts thrown in a box. So okay. now it actually has rules and the mechs work. And uh, I didn't. I started watching that video. I didn't watch the whole thing. So are they actually gonna try to make it? I watched just- enough of it and I was just like. Fuck it. Well, it's not even a good game. Yeah. Like this, it's not like this is a game where people are like, well, you know, despite all this, this is there's some there's something really special here, and this game hopefully we'll see the light of day. I don't think anybody's like this is a great game that we got to bring to market. It never was really fully fleshed out, anyways. Just burn it. The whole thing is just tainted. It's oh, just yeah. like burn it. Use your time, energy, talents, and resources for something else. Not this J-pop, you know, Robert Mueller garbage. But the art, Nick, the art is so, oh, it's such a beautiful game. Oh, oh. Well, yeah, the art. Well, yeah, then, then buy the play field. Yeah. Buy a poster. Stick it on your you wall. You don't have to use precious resources into the Magic Girl. That's a joke, dude. It's a joke. <laughs> yeah, I saw the video where they're like, oh, the art is so beautiful. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fucking buy a painting. I don't know. <laughs> buy a it's, Dan Burfield piece and hang it on your wall. It's a lot of work. P- these are people who, like, Look at a pinball machine and like buy it for the art. Like, there, there's like, there's like a hundred years of beautiful pinball machines out there you can buy and play. Buy one of those. Where there's <laughs> a lot of good things about the machine, not just the art, right? Like, there's the artistry and the game design and the engineering that went into it actually functioning. I, I don't know. Listen, people are gonna do what people want. Just roll our eyes and I, I don't know, man. It's pinball's crazy. Pinball is super crazy. I can't blame somebody who wanted who bought that game if they have the skill to like make it work. Why not go go for it? But there's just yeah, there's this adoration for this game for for some reason. It has this like mythical status that you know somebody's just gonna come along and be like, 
oh, well, those guys can do it. Now I'm going to do it. We're going to make Magic Girl happen for real this time. Yeah, for real. The mall's yeah. easy. It's easy. I've heard. Yeah. That thing's like cursed. Oh, God. I know. It's just cursed. Don't you touch s- that. Don't touch what do that. You, what do you put like cursed objects? You just you burn it or you I, seal it in like a tomb yeah. somewhere and people in find castles. it 400 years later and like, what is this? Bury it in the desert like all those old Atari ET cartridges. Yeah. yeah. Put, bury it in, uh, in a, a concrete tomb. Yeah, I Done. agree. Put it Done. there. That's where that game belongs. That's where it belongs. <laughs> all right. Well, on that note, let's talk about another new pinball company. I did not know this. Oh, I knew. I was. I always like when I can hit Nick with something. Ballarama. New. Ballarama. Your inner hero will be thrilled with a new challenge. Ballarama is like bringing excitement, making games for generations to come. Uh, okay, that's ambitious but cool. Uh, we're creating innovative pinball games and enjoy being part of a thriving pinball community. Ballarama offers a place where pinball enthusiasts can feel they belong. And we want you to have a part in developing our innovative games. I was looking for a place where I can belong, so thank <laughs> you, Ballarama. You you filled a niche in the market. And uh, Ballarama, do you really want a company that's like we need our fans to make our games? Wait, I'm, I'm, did I miss something? <laughs> well, they we want you to have a part in developing our innovative games. What does that mean? I don't know. Do they are they hiring people? Why meet the team. Why now? Yeah, well, why we'll, now? We'll, we'll exactly. Get, we'll get to meet the Good team. Good question. You guys answered this? Okay, I can't <laughs> wait to hear what it is. Let's go with why now first. There we go. I'm waking up. All right. We we want to be part of the expanding pinball industry, but not only that, we want to take pinball places it's never been yet. We want to... It's been a lot of places, it's been a, <laughs> including jail. <laughs> Which we just talked about. Yeah. We want to change the landscape. Our mission is to give back to the pinball community that has welcomed us with open arms. Have there? With Ian's engineering expertise and Barbara's eye for impactful design, we think our innovative product... How many times have they said innovative so far? Well, if you're that innovative, does it have 200 innovations in it? (laughs) I don't know. Uh, We'll excite and challenge the rest and then stand the test of time. Who's Ian and Barbara? We're going to meet them? We're going to meet them. What are we offering? I hope they're... If they're nice people, I'm sorry for being skeptical, but Ian and Barbara... If you watch the show, you understand why I am, I'm going to be a little skeptical, okay? So let's proceed. We're a little skeptical of new pinball companies. You yeah, got, you got a, a little sh- bit. You got to show it before, you, before we'll buy it. I want okay. more pinball machines. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, mm-hmm. but... All right. Uh, radical game designs. That's what they're offering. New and exciting designs that every pinball enthusiast will be wrapped to get their hands on. Be cool. wrapped. Is just right. I'm wrapped. That's, you think that's... Uh, Stock art or what? It, yeah, that's. I don't. I'm not so okay. Uh, industry Let's first. Let's go through fe- the hyperbole. Yeah, it's, it's all we've had so far. Industry, <laughs> industry first features. Why reinvent the wheel when there are already perfectly good machines already? Pinball players are always looking for new challenges, and Ian, as an engineer, can innovate to take pinball further. Globally, there is currently a stream of new game development. Riding the stream, Ballarama Pinball brings even more life with some cool new never before seen. <laughs> It's like it's like right out of the the deep root uh, playbook. That some cool mess. Yeah, and I, I just never thought like riding the stream is a good idea. Yeah. Have you ever rode the stream? No, I, I'm gonna pass on that. <laughs> I haven't either, I, and I'm not gonna start riding any stream. You ride streams at your own yeah. your own danger down there. All right, all right. Games with awesome feel. Pin- innovation is cool, but it's not enough if a game doesn't play well. How does it feel? Our pinball games are fast, precise, organized with rule sets that include tantalizingly obscure. Top level goals. Once you've played them, you won't. They're talking about games. They haven't they said, produced I know, any games I, yet. I picked up on these, that too. These are games that don't exist yet. I picked up. Listen, I'm going to say this again. <laughs> Kevin Kevin and I will work pro bono if you're bringing a pinball company to market. We'll, I, I think you get maybe 15 minutes of our time pro bono. This is the valuable <laughs> feedback. We can do it. We're actually doing this in a public forum. We're but doing it for free right now. put this out there. Yeah. 
we can we can help you avoid this. Here's the pitch. Let me stop you right there where you said games. <laughs> games. <laughs> what games are we talking about? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Get the the games with awesome feel. Those are the ones. Okay. Uh, all right. What else do we have? They're solid and robust. Yes. Yes. It's not all about the design and how it looks, but how reliable is it to keep our games operating and players playing? Our machines are designed and built with reliability in mind. They act like their machines exist already. I know. It's amazing. A machine, a game that just works goes hand in hand with one that plays freely. I don't know what that means. I don't know what that means either. Words. They're just like throwing words together. A game that just works goes hand in hand with one that plays freely. (laughs) Nailed together pinball machines. Sick. That's a good comment. I don't know. Look at it. They're nailing them together. Nailing them together. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're not gluing them. No hot glue in this game. They're using nails. Uh... Ballerama pinball machines are ready for some hardcore playing. They will definitely stand the test of time. Okay. Okay. Up- they update their code. We will always be innovating and updating game code to make our pinball landscape more enjoyable, exciting, and addictive. Well, Ian's doing the engineering and Barb's doing what? We're going to find out. We haven't gotten to the Who's team. Who's doing the code? <laughs> I don't know. Frank? We haven't met the team yet. We're getting there. I mean, it's Frank. Fr- it's Frank. Jimmy. Jimmy's Jimmy or Frank code. is doing code. <laughs> uh, they have reliable spares. What, what happens if there is wear and tear? It is a pinball machine, after all, and after hours and years of playing your machine, you may need some TLC. We will provide you with the spares you need. You'll be playing... So, they, they're anticipating you, it's robust. Let, let me boil this, you know, <laughs> these 50 words down to one word. Spare parts. <laughs> they have spare parts. They have spare parts. <laughs> yeah. But I thought that's robust. Yeah. It's robust, though, Kevin. <laughs> but they're going to give you... They're already anticipating that things going to break left and right, and they're giving you spares? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, and they have l- lifetime support. We are... So, li- lifetime of what? Lifetime of machine def- time determined by you or my lifetime or your lifetime. Define the lifetime, please. We are not a set and forget business. Our customers will always feel supported. We guarantee wow. it. This is... Uh, all right. Ready? Ready to meet the team? All right. Are we ready? Here we go. It's Ian. Ian. He's the CEO and the technical manager. Uh, then we have Barb. There's Barb. She's the artistic design manager. So okay. she's going to be doing art. Bar- uh, Bob, Barb's in the art. Okay. Oh, Heidi. Then we have Heidi, assistant art. She helps with the art. Okay. She helps Barb. Yeah. And then we have Natalie, who does marketing PR. Well, Natalie. Looks like Natalie... Uh, okay. And, oh, I'm, I'm well, taking look, issue that's, with that's the, the whole team. That's the team. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, Ian! You got a lot of work to do. Ian's got some work. There's Ian's got some. You got two people doing art. One. Natalie's gonna tell you how awesome your games are. Nobody doing anything else. <laughs> Who's gonna design the game? That's the team. That's your team. Who's gonna design the game? Who's gonna do the rules? Who's gonna do the uh 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 LCD animations and stuff? Who's gonna do the sound? <laughs> what else is on here that's it that's the whole website they said they have games oh you, you can join the wait with the wait list don't put us on there kevin i'm gonna put us on there they have let's have a chat i'm, I'm gonna put skip natty on there oh we can have a zoom session can, oh shit. can we all right here's here's what i want <laughs> i got an idea i would like rudy to have a zoom <laughs> session with them and i want rudy to record it okay 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 all right can we yeah, make yeah, that happen it. Uh, we can contact them. Uh, they're in Australia, by the way. They have a Facebook page, Meet the Team Features. Yeah, we did all the things. And they have an Instagram. Let's, mm-hmm. I'm going to check out their Instagram real quick. What? <laughs> Wait. 
We, uh, we can't see anything. All right. It's just a bunch of nonsense. Oh, yeah, there you go. Ballorama pinball. They have 515, wait, 292 followers. They're following 515. Ballorama. That follow rate is not good, bro. It's not good. Did you get that new Ballorama game? <laughs> <laughs> I, heard Ballorama. Real, I heard it's robust. <laughs> it's robust. And they have spares. Yeah. That robust <laughs> game came with a lot of spares. They, they have lots of art. Too. For life. Yeah. There you go. All right. Listen. <laughs> Prove us wrong. Make us, make us, you know, we're jerks. All right, we're jerks, but, you know, silence the critics. First they laugh at you, right? Right, Balarama? Skeptics. First they laugh at you. Yeah. All right. Some healthy skepticism here. Healthy. We've, we've been through this super, song and dance over super, and over again. Super healthy skepticism. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's something. I'm that- so glad that there's a new pinball company, yeah. though. Yeah, I'm so glad. <laughs> you know, we thought really? we were, I was a little bummed. Deep Roots, like, finally gone. But, like, that was a little, little tired, a little played out in four years. But now we got Balarama. Jumping right in the field. Right in the hopper. Yep. Let's let's follow that very closely. All right, thank let's go. you. All right, thank you, Ballarama. You want to talk about something that exists? Australia is the hotbed of yeah. pinball. I apparently, know. yeah. I know. The home pin started there, and then they went to China. And you made know what's some a garbage. good idea, Kevin? Starting a pinball company when there's supply worldwide supply shortages after a pandemic. That's seeing a CPI index shoot up to the highs that we saw in 2008, right before the uh, recession hit. I think that's a great time to have <laughs> a have a pinball company start. What do you think? Let's fire it up. Fire it up. Yep. JJP Stern. Yeah. When they you, have delays. When you live on, uh, we can you do know, it though. when we'll you live different. way out in Australia. Yeah. Good luck. It's fine. Like shipping and all that stuff is <laughs> super cheap. I heard <laughs> the ports are in California are all clogged Easy. up with stuff they can't unload because nobody will do it. I think we should start a company now too. Yeah, oh, there we go. Buffalo Pinball Build. Manufacturing Company. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Rolls off the tongue. You could do marketing. I could. Uh, I could do sales. No, we yeah. There you go. Sales and marketing. And then we need like an engineer, and then we got the full team, right? Oh, yeah. and an artist. Yeah, we got uh, Matt like Taylor is our engineer. There you go. All right, who could do art? Um, um, oh, uh, Jake. Jake can do music because he gets things in Dave Matthews and stuff. <laughs> it sounds like a winner to me. It does. Well, we've got more. We got more of a robust team than uh, Ballarama does. So I'm just saying. We we got it. We got it going on. All right, let's talk about something that exists. It's new <laughs> new code for old games. I love this. It's so Soren on Pinside making new code for Theater of Magic and Mousing Around. So there's a lot of lot of new features. Uh, so Mousing Around, the summary is a new feature adjustment adding run modes to the target bank and center ramp and bug fixes. Uh, improvements, uh, detail changes. Improvements are limits this repeat shot play of the center ramp returning to the same flipper. Oh, that's cool. So you can't just like spam the center ramp. Uh, reward for controlling a streak of shots to make the ramp without hitting the other shots. Okay. Uh, I don't know that game well enough to know the, the ins and outs of the rules and, and how that impacts the, the play, but it sounds like a good thing. Uh, Theater of Magic, they fixed a defect in the trunk control that would cause it to stop working mid-game. Four new feature adjustments to aid fine-tuning, score balancing, and mode difficulty. Strategic basement awards and competition play. That's cool. In competition play, the multi-ball is not started as compensation during ball search. The revision 1.4 H Tiger Saw mode. Motor control is ported to this revision, and the display omits buy-in scores when buy-in is How disabled. much does it cost to buy that? I don't know. It's like 20 bucks or something. Okay. Let me see. Uh, buy it now. Let's see. It's exciting. Yeah. Like 19, oh, nice. 19 a, to 40 bucks, nice. depending on what you need. Okay. Yeah. Nice nice way to... So that's, that's cool, like... You know, not only is it uh, fixing old bugs, there's there's bugs in old games and uh, making things better for for tournaments. You know, all, yeah. A lot of times there's scoring exploits in these old games that um, 
I don't think it all goes to Soren because he has a. The, this is officially licensed code from. So I'm sure. Uh, what's it? Planetary probably gets a cut of that. Okay. And then Matt's Basement Arcade is the one burning the ROM, so they probably get a cut of that. And then Soren probably gets a cut of it too. So I'm sure they divvy it all up. Everybody Fair. gets their 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 piece, and uh, they're doing it the right way. Fantastic. So good job. Look we at need, that. We need more of that in pinball. Mm-hmm. People getting it done, doing it the right way. Good job, Soren. Uh, right. What, what's next? Oh, another thing that exists. It's it never drains in Southern California. Pinball's coming back, baby. And so February third to sixth, twenty twenty two, Indisc is coming to uh, the Riverside Convention Center in downtown Riverside, California, in conjunction with the Riverside Game Labs Festival of Fights. I want I want I meant to look that up to see what that was. I don't know if it's like a fighting game tournament or something like that. Um, but it 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 always seems like a good idea to pair a a big pinball event with another event to kind of that way if you're in the tournament and you want to do something else, you can go do it. It's not just like all tournament all the time. Um, especially if you're flying cross country to, to do all this. So, you know, Carl runs a great tournament out there. Uh, and in the absence of Papa and Pinberg, I think this is going to be one that really fills the, fills the void a little bit. And honestly, going to California in the middle of February, Sounds pretty good to me, <laughs> you know, get the heck out of Buffalo for a while in the middle of winter. So maybe, maybe. How do you feel about uh, traveling and tournaments and stuff like that at this point in in the way the world is right now? Yeah, I mean, you know my situation. Um, Martha's not like super comfortable with uh, things with COVID related. So I'm kind of found that lead, right? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, hopping on and I, I guess... I've had friends that have traveled and um, my, my buddy Joe Mann's is just like, yeah, you know, airplane flying is not fun, right? Like flying's not fun. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, but then again, your people are pent up and they want to do big pinball tournaments. So I'm sure they'll be fine at, at the tournament in terms of turnout. Um, I just don't think I'm going to hop on a plane just yet. Not, yeah. Not itching to do. I mean, airplane travel is not fun to begin with. And then you add another layer of, of stuff. So, yeah. Uh, but like locals things, you know, I'll, I'll drive to stuff, go to stuff. Yeah, I will say that after, so I went to the Ohio show after our last podcast. Mm-hmm. That was like my first event in 18 plus months. Like I was trying to remember what even was the, the last event I went to before the pandemic hit. And it was like, it was a lot. Like I felt very overwhelmed after that, you know, being pent up in your house for a year and a half and then just like being around all these people where I'm, I'm an introvert kind of guy. So yeah. it's like, woo, it's, it's like, whew, this is a lot. And then yeah. most people didn't have masks on, and I was wearing mine the whole time. And it's just like, it, that's when the the Delta variant was really kicking up. I'm like, did I make a bad decision? Am I gonna is this, am I going to regret coming out to this? And it ended up being fine. Like I didn't get sick. Nobody got sick. It was good. Um, the tournament was really fun. It was uh, a fun event. Uh, good to see people hang out a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, it's like that that mental like mind shift of. <laughs> Holy crap, I'm around all these people now. Yeah, I mean, it's tough because you always have COVID floating in the air figuratively and, you know, um, actually speaking, <laughs> yeah. potentially, right? So, yeah. like, there's there's that, like, layer onto something where you're, like, you know, it's just taking up space in your mind, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, so, it's, a, it's it's weird. It's, it's You, you want to come back and you got to be careful. It's just a – times times are weird. But I'm, I'm glad that – um, we're able to get back in person, right? And it's just like be smart about it, and hopefully we can continue doing so. Yeah. All right. Last uh, last news update from our friends at Multimorphic. They're going to be at Pinball Expo, so I know a lot of folks have been looking to play the P3. 
So you're going to be able to play Heist and Sorcerer's Apprentice in person there if you want to check it out for yourself. Nick was playing some uh, Lexi Lightspeed earlier. And uh, in Sorcerer's Apprentice, they're adding more than 50 new callouts from community input. So oh. they have been recorded and are being <clears throat> tested, and they're mostly insults from the sorcerers. So okay. it's what you want in that game. Sure. Yeah. More, more sorcerer trash talk, which I can appreciate. Uh, locally, we had our first league night since the pandemic hit, and that was – it was a lot. That was also a lot. I don't know if you felt the same way after that. It was like that was. <laughs> well, it was a, it was a long day because we did the playoffs in the afternoon, and then I didn't leave your house till like nine. So like the last game I played was Wonka, and I think I got like fifty three thousand on it or something stupid. Like yeah. I was just I was just done. Yeah, you know, I it was it's just a long day. Yeah, same here. But it, <clears throat> it was awesome to see everybody. Everybody kept their masks on. Yeah, everybody's really cool. Uh, very respectful. We had a lot of new players, and they seemed to have a good time. And um, we got a good league. We yeah, good, it was it was really nice to be back playing pinball with people. It was really nice. I I absolutely love league. I like hosting. I like seeing people. It's 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 fun. We had a uh, we're wearing masks during league. It's uh, up to the host, but I I uh, I think that's a good idea. And you know, people were, like came up to me like it's just really weird to be in a room full of so many people, right? Like <laughs> yeah. it's just. It's weird for a lot of people, and um, yeah, I uh, it is weird. It is weird, and I will gladly wear a mask and play pinball if that's what I got to do to play pinball, right? Mm-hmm. Like safely and not get super sick. And if we can keep this going, then great. I'm yep. I'm all about that. Yeah, I mean, it's something to look forward to in the in winter when you know things in Buffalo get really, you know, you end up being cooped up in the house a lot of time. You know, like we have been, <laughs> but in Buffalo, it, it's kind of like a, a winter tradition. You get that cabin fever going, so it's good to get out and see everybody, hang out, play some pinball with, with friends. Like you said, we've got a great group. Um, it's it's easily my favorite thing that we do in pinball. Yeah, um, the the league. It's super hundred percent, hundred percent. It's it's sold out every year. Yeah, super fast. It's it's, it's com- the best thing to do. It's competitive, but it's not like over the top with people losing their minds. You know what I mean? So it's like fun, casual, competitive. Um, just a good time. So uh, thank you to everybody who comes out to our league and makes a good time. And yeah, everybody who hosts and we got some new hosts. I'm looking forward to playing in new collections. It's always exciting. Yes. Go back to Mark's house. Yes. Man, all that good stuff. All right. All right. Let's do some game room updates. Why don't you kick it off? Uh, nothing. Nothing. I've got no. zero. No, no, you haven't done anything been, in your game room. Uh, dude, I've been, I've been just worn down going back to work. Like I've been exhausted. Yeah. Like, just readjusting and stuff. Uh, I've not done like any, I've not done much pinball. No. To be honest. Yeah. What about video games? You've been playing uh, Back from Blood, right? Oh uh, yeah, Ben. Well, I, I always play Hunt Showdown. Hunt okay. Showdown's my my bread and butter. Um, I picked up playing disc golf uh, oh, at the right. end of August. I don't think I talked about that last podcast. No. I've been I've been playing a lot of disc golf, like going out two or three times a week. Yeah. Um. So th- I actually been going outside, which is wow. cool. I know the weather in Buffalo has been ridiculously nice too. It's been pretty nice, so yeah. I'm trying to get it in right before mm-hmm. we go into the winter. So that's why I'm, that's why my focus has been. Yeah. Um. And then I've been playing Back for Blood. Came out uh, a couple days ago. I'm a huge Left for Dead fan, so Back for Blood's awesome. I'm really enjoying it. So if you want to play, uh, some Back for Blood, just hit me up and uh, we'll get into a game together. Yeah. And I I played uh, Left for Dead back in the day too, so I'm going to jump in on some of that. Scribble plays it too. He's going to play with us gonna be a real oh down. nice yeah awesome yeah oh and i was playing uh, there's a vr game that i found for disc golf too so oh shoot like, yeah. there you go yeah. <laughs> except for the winter time i feel it's good all coming about together. That. it's yeah. all coming together i yeah, love yeah, it yeah, yeah. um so i got some cool updates in my game room so uh i know scribble and some other folks were talking about the uh neo geo game over my shoulder here uh that's xeno crisis for the neo geo it has come out on 
a number of platforms, but I ordered this back in like 2018 and they, it, the game was still in development back then. And so it's a brand new Neo Geo MVS game. Well, it's on MVS, AES, and the Neo Geo CD. Uh, really, really cool. The sound is freaking awesome on it. I love it. And the gameplay is really cool. Uh, it's a tough, it's, it's, it's a tough arcade style shooter, but you can, as you play it more, you can feel yourself getting better and like learning the patterns and, and you, you make it a little farther every time. So you want to keep running, doing new runs of it and going through. So it's like in the style of something like, uh, smash TV. I was going to say that looks like smash TV room to room and, and blowing people up or, uh, uh, total carnage, those kind of games, but, uh, with some more modern sensibilities too. So control configuration is a little weird because it's one of those games that feels like a twin stick shooter but you hold hold down the button it locks you in place and you can run around and shoot or you can use the uh two of the buttons to the side of the the fire button to, to rotate which is kind of a a neat way to do it on a on a setup like that so very cool it was expensive because neo geo games are expensive like 200 dollars, but um neo geo is like the the jjp of retro video games <laughs> everybody else is like like 60 70 bucks for a new game Neo Geo's like holding my beer. I'm gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna charge you two hundred dollars. But they're these massive cartridges and stuff. But if you want to just play it, they're gonna be uh, offering the ROM as as a purchase, so you can play it if you have an SD card or if you want to play it on an emulator, or a, a Mister or something like that. Very cool. Or it's also out on Switch and um, Sega Genesis, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so there you go. Um, I, t- I talk about video games and Nick Lane leaves. I like it. <laughs> it's gotta, it's gotta hit the bathroom. Um, what else? I, uh, I we're sitting at a brand new uh, computer desk um, rig setup. So I've got a 27 inch monitor here, brand new Mac Mini. Got a, a side monitor here, very cool, a little more compact um, station for our podcast. And I've been working from home. Working from home has been an ongoing thing for me now. So I was like, if I'm going to be doing this for a long time, I want to have a comfortable setup. So we're going to upgrade the the desk and everything here at the. Uh, in the game room because this is my my home office as well so pretty good pretty good home office and uh so it seems to be working out so far for the podcast so i like it um and it gives me even more room for i could squeeze like one more pinball machine in here now and maybe there there might be one on the way someday so um good to have that extra space but honestly if i if i buy another game i'm probably gonna be selling something because prices are pretty pretty crazy um and yeah, I just don't have ten grand laying around to, to drop on another pinball machine. So something's gonna something's gonna go out if, if something comes in. But this, if some amazing deal pops up and I have to add another room uh, game to the room, I've got the space for it now. Um, other thing I've been playing is uh, Metroid Dread on the Switch. And that game is freaking amazing. Really good. <laughs> oh, Nick, why, skip, why you look at my skip, feet? Skip us checking out your feet. Oh, Too weird. weird. Skip's got a foot thing. I yeah, Jesus. Weird. Um, yeah, uh, Metroid Dread, really good. Um, so it's in the the classic Metroid side. Have you ever played Metroid games? No, you weren't like a Nintendo no, kid, were no, you? No, no, no. Yeah, they're they're really good games. I I played them all the way back to when I was a kid. And uh, I, <laughs> awful says the arcade, <laughs> hard game. Yeah, that's that's what all the reviews are saying. But uh, it's really cool. Um, it takes me back. It's it's def- it's it's a lot more forgiving in a lot of ways than the older Metroid games. Where so like if you die in a a boss battle starts you right back there. You don't have to go all the way back to your your save point. Or if you die in these like Emmy areas, there's, there's, like, there's like these robotic guards that you have to to sneak around. And if if they kill you, it just takes you back to a, a quick checkpoint. So it makes it easy to kind of go back and 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 try to to get past the the difficult points of the game. Um, but 
you know, it's classic Metroid. If you love the old school Metroid, you want to play a new game, definitely check it out. Uh, I'm loving it. I think it's my second favorite game on the Switch. Number one would be um, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild, and then number two is going to be Metroid Dread. Um, it's just it's just that good. Check it out. I'm very happy with it. It's the first game in a long time that I've played. I'm like, I just want to keep going. Play a little more. Play a little more. And that's a sign of a good good video game. Somebody should somebody should make a Metroid pinball. If only somebody was working on that. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> is it review time? It's review time. Let's go, kids. Where's where's my review? There we go. Let's go. All right, it is time for, not that, it's time for World Cup Soccer. World Cup Soccer, uh, released by Bally in 1994. It's a design by your boy John Papaduke and Larry DeMar. Art by Kevin O'Connor. Software by Larry DeMar and Matt Coriel. Mm-hmm. Uh, sound by Vince Pontarelli with those epic Tim Kitzrow callouts. According to Pinside, and I think this, this pricing is a little out of date, but it's uh, the pricing reference on Pinside is... $3,050 to $3,550. So that, that seems low for this game in the current market. But uh, like last year, it probably would have been accurate. Um, so yeah, let's, let's start by talking about the art um, that you see in the back last right now. It's got that uh, hand-drawn art. This game looks very 90s to me. It's got like the teal oh, yeah. and the purple. Like, yeah. like It reminds me of a starter jacket. That's a Papa Duke thing, right? He likes purple? Is that I, his I think thing? so. I think so. A lot of his games are purpley. Yeah. Um, but the what do you th- what do you think about the art? That's that's the the impression I get from the art is like look at all that teal and the purple and yeah, it is. I think that's the best way to describe it. It's very nineties. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, it's very nineties, but not like some games are very very nineties, right? Like like um neon stuff, yeah, right? like neon green and yellow. Right? This is not that. So it's 90s but not not over the top i would say yeah it doesn't look it doesn't look bad i don't think it looks bad but it looks it looks it's a little dated it's appropriate of that era like yeah. that, I, I like it for that yeah you yeah, know yeah. i was like oh yeah look at it look at those colors i like the, i mean the playfield like again like like let's talk about playfield art i like this art because it's it's functional right like it's not gonna win awards and like ooh, now over the art but it's it's functional to the gameplay yeah, it's not it's not overwhelming. It's it's well executed. It's nice hand drawn style art. Yeah. Um Well, I mean, look, I know the market I, I, I know why we get the art we get today on on Playfields because that sells games yeah. with, with mm-hmm. like the collectors and stuff, but it's like these are people that I swear to God, they don't really play pinball the way you and I play pinball. And then they don't really get into it because it's not the art isn't it loses some of its functionality. But I, I digress. <laughs> yeah. But but for 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 a game of uh, you know is this ninety four, it, it's a it's a well executed uh, art package. It's not yeah. going to blow your sight. It's not like an all time classic or anything like that. But it's it's well done. Well, what, I mean, when you look at the art on a play field, right? You're also trying to communicate what's going on in the game. Yep. So you don't want it. I mean, pinball can be super confusing as it is to to players, even players who know what what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So you want to be able to communicate cleanly. You want to be able to look good, but also communicate cleanly. And I think this game does a good job of that. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, I like the Magnus save um, on the artwork. 
Yeah. They got a little magnet there and they, the yeah, goalie hitting exactly. the hitting the Yeah, the it's magnet. cool. Yeah, I like neat. it. The magnet save itself sucks, but it's it's integrated to the artwork well. Yeah. Um, and like they had the world's first female referee at the World Cup games represented on that game. Which it was did they really have Absolutely no. not. No. Okay. No. <laughs> they, didn't, they didn't start doing that until twenty twenty one then in the NFL games. No, but you gotta have a lady in the game, right? But, so well, yeah, of course, because pinball are a bunch pinball. of per, freaking pervs. <laughs> um sound. Sound is really good on this game. The Tim Kids are all goal. That's like one of the things I immediately remember awesome about this game. Yeah, totally totally all like going with that NBA jams vibe, like nailed it with Tim Kids roll. Yeah, so that's that's again, it's like that hits that the '90s vibe of, of what you want in a game like this. It brings you back to that era, and I mean, Tim Kitzer is pretty pretty timeless. He's still doing pinball uh, voice work and stuff like that. He he did, just did Elvira, I think, the most recently. Oh, okay. So yeah, he's he's, he's, still he's doing in my it. Deadpool game. Oh yeah, that's right. Yep, yep. So he's still doing. It. He's still one of the one of the all time greats. That's why that's why we have him do our callouts on this show. Oh yeah, because he's great. Um, so beyond this, beyond the callouts. Um, I'm trying the music. This is a game I play on location a lot, so I don't really recognize. I know it. the music. I yeah. like the music. It's great in the game. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Is that enough? Did I give yeah. you enough bars? Yeah, because I did. Um, I forgot James had lent me his for like a two weeks. I had okay. It. So, yeah, great. Like one of the best. Like I think from the '90s pins. Like the music's really good in it. Yeah, music sound. Thank you. Goran likes my singing. <laughs> if, if you want to harmonize that, he can help you out. Well, can we get some people to do harmony with it? We can. Thank you. The the Buffalo Philharmonic. All right, all right. Uh, toys, cool toys on this game. Let's go back to the the pictures. So you've got the goal, which is this. The, the goal is like a great new player, very obvious thing to do. I've seen people play this game and just like go for goals all day because it's like I just want to get it past the goalie. Goalie moves back and forth. He'll uh, he'll jump over to the side if you got to do a penalty shot. Uh, it's got that little little scoop kick out over here where you can. Uh, um, get your penalty kicks and stuff like that. It's got the big, massive spinning soccer ball that can influence the the ball. Um, those are those are the two main features. Oh, it's got the little. There's like a magnet up here that'll divert the ball. It's not really a toy, but it's a cool like um, yeah mechanical feature of the game. Mm-hmm. Um, anything else? Lower. You got the magnet save on the you lower the spinning left. soccer ball. Yeah, I said that. You said that. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, you got the. Uh, you said the scoop that kicks it in? Yep, said kick? that too. Nick's not listening to me. <laughs> not listening. He's reading the chat. I'm reading the chat. Anything good in the chat? They're just talking about my harmonies. Oh, well, that's very important. Uh, yeah. Um, what else? Other features? Anything else? It's got, it's got how many scoops? It's got three scoops. Well, yeah, no, four. The, well, it's got the TV, and then it's got the two left, right, and then one's got one by the uh, goalie. Yeah, little saucers. So yeah, it's got a it's got a bunch going for it. A lot of cool mechanical features. Yeah, in this game, yeah. and big swoopy ramps and stuff like that. Good theme integration. Mm-hmm. Good theme mm-hmm. integration on this game for a soccer game. You know, you compare this to like uh, Striker Extreme, which is a big pile of crap. <laughs> well, dude, this game's crushing it. Yeah, <laughs> it has some cool mechs. You might say that. Some cool mechs. <laughs> be rude. We'll never see those cool mechs now. Nope, they were going to be on food truck. Uh, display and lighting. So it's got a dot matrix display and it's got, you know, it's got nineties lighting. When so. can we have somebody on? I know we're doing a review. When can we have somebody on who worked at deep root to talk to us about the shit show? I don't know. You think Steve would come on if we give him enough time? He's a friend of the show. I hope so. Yeah. Let's lock that down. All right. Don't tell anybody though. Shh. All right. <laughs> 
Let's talk about the display and lighting. Oh, this this is a review, by the way. I know we did the we did the intro that said it was a review, but this is this is the review. This is a review. Well, okay. we had the intro. Yeah, so we're good. We're still we'll, we're still just if still you jumped in midpoint, still review. We're doing a review. Okay. Uh, what do you think about the lighting and the display on this? Um, from what I remember, it's been a couple years since I played this game. Standard good lighting. I mean, standard lighting from the '90s, so unre- unremarkable. Mm-hmm. Fine for the time, nothing bad. Mm-hmm. Um, display was fine. Yeah, nothing. Nothing stands out. Yeah, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It's got right? some, some neat DMD. Usually, standouts but... either because it's really good or bad. Right. So it's right in the middle. It's right in the middle. Okay. So far, we've had really good art. Well, above average art, amazing sound, fun toys, display and lighting. It's kind of right in the middle. All right. Yeah. Uh, gameplay. I think this game kind of stands out when it comes to the gameplay aspect. What do you think? I think it's a really good gameplay. I, again, it makes sense for the player can stand up to it. Okay, shoot the goal. Things are going to happen. It's got the goalie trying to block it. Um, the shots feel good. It's 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 really weird. It doesn't strike me as like a particularly hard game or a particularly easy game. I've, I've been to the end of it. I've been it. I had this in my um. I babysat it for like oh, many months. Yeah. So I I used to sp- I've played this game a lot. Um, but this is like going back by I don't know eight years ago maybe yeah, it like ago, it's a right? while ago. Um, but I mean, this game can be really brutal when you're playing in a competition. I, it used to be used in competitions all the time. I remember watching, um, tournaments that were like, you know, I don't even think they were streaming at the time, but they were just on like Papa's YouTube, right? Like when I was getting into pinball and this game was just played so much, you would always see this game. Yeah. Uh, and it can be set up right where it's just absolutely brutal or you can set up in your home collection fairly, you know, standard and, uh, you can get to the end after you, after you played for a while. So I think it's. It's good. Like it, the layout's really good in it. I like it. Yeah, I like the big swoopy ramps. It's it's yeah. got one of those layouts where it's different, and it, some of the shots are tougher. Like some of the ramps can be tough if you're not dialing them in. If you're not dialed into hitting them, because they're in kind of different spots on the flippers than the, the than the sweet spot. But they're not the, impossible. The, the TV scoop can be a nightmare, as yeah. Jay Fairbrother uh, can talk <laughs> talk firsthand. Where he, I, I think he missed about thirteen times shooting for it. We've got a video to prove it. <laughs> and Joe Side just counting all the time. Joe Side was like, he's got it. And then basically, Joe Side was like rooting for Jay. He's like, this guy's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> he just gave up. I just like fucking Jay. Classic early uh, Buffalo. But yeah, that scoop. It, it's it's kind of like. In the middle, towards towards the flipper, it's not like it doesn't seem like it's hard, but it can it can drive you nuts trying to hit it. But that's what's cool about it, right? Mm-hmm. Like it's a it's a great tournament game. It's a great tournament game. Scribble. I I, I really I I love this game. I miss talking about it. It's like the one Williams that I would own. I would own like if I owned one one game from the '90s, it might be this game. Yeah, it, it was funny. I was I was going to the the Pinside Top 100 for inspiration for a review, and I was like. Mm, nah, nah, don't want to talk about that. I was like, oh yeah, World Cup soccer. We should talk about that one. <laughs> Skip hates this game. Scribble, Scribble's trying to start crap in the chat. Um, yeah, so really, really good game. Super fun. Not ridiculously priced compared to a lot of the other games of the era, too. No, which, stop hyping it up, Kevin. Which helps. Oh, sorry, Nick's gonna buy one. Then we'll. No, I, I won't. I mean, maybe, maybe one day, but. But it's it's theme, right? It's like oh, soccer. <laughs> That's a it's a great game. Yeah. It really is. It really is just a, a great game from the nineties. Yeah. Uh so let's talk about And it the... was really good too price wise because it wasn't crazy. I mean, it was probably like when I got into pinball, it was, might have been like twelve hundred bucks or yeah, something. Yeah. Like you can just pick one of these up. Like, yeah, no they, problem. they made a pretty good amount of them too, I think. I don't know. I don't have the I don't have the manufacturing numbers in front of me. 
Um, talk about the gameplay. So, oh, we we, we talked about that. Let's talk about the rules. Um, you know, from what I remember, the rules the rules were, rules were fine. Like I said, I was able to get to the end of the the, the game. So they're they're good for the '90s, and and it is a good tournament game. It works well in tournaments. So yeah, no no obvious exploits that I'm aware of. Um, standard fare from the '90s, pretty solid. So almost nine thousand of these made. So that's a lot. Yeah, um, that's great. And so to have that many made in a theme that people aren't like, it's not like T2 where like, oh, I love T2, you know, even though they made a bazillion of those, people just love that theme for whatever because it was a movie they liked. Yeah. Um, in in the U.S., guess what? Not a lot of people like soccer, so it helps keeps the price down <laughs> more, more than Raza or Magic Girl. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, rules. One of the things I really like about the rules is like when you get to the end and you're start, you're like battling all the cities. That's, that's right. A, that's a really cool mode and a really cool like pinball moment. That's right. You're like shooting the goals and trying to advance to the next city, and so I, I really like that aspect yeah. of this game. Yep. So really, some some cool like different thought into the into the rules on this game. It's very well integrated with the theme. Very mm-hmm. well. All right, so that brings us to last ability. Um, you you owned one for, or had one for a while in your house. You got to the end. Yeah, I was I was just babysitting it, so I, I didn't I didn't own one, but I had it, and I got to the end, and it's um, you know, it's this is a game that I think is great if you're just getting into pinball. It's a great game for when you have people over and casuals to enjoy it, but it's also a great game to have if you're like a tournament player and you want to have a game in your collection that's like a, a good tournament machine that represents a game from the '90s. Um, I can see. In my life, you know, if I have the room, more space for games, like maybe having one because I, I this is this is one of my favorite games from uh, from the '90s. So, I think that's the last ability. You know, it's, any game from the '90s is gonna have a difficult battle stacking up to what's coming out now. It right. just is. I mean, right. we we've upped the ante in terms of what we can do with rules, and not to mention obviously the LED lighting, sound, and all that. And yet, this game. Is 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 pretty damn fun. So yeah, not every game has to be a, a, a you know Hobbit or whatever you know Lord of the Rings. Any uh, super deep rules, you know, you can have games in your collection that are uh, you know easier to get to the end. But if they're fun enough, to, to if it's fun enough for you to do that more than one time, then it's going to keep it keep you coming back, right? Yeah, you know, I I've played uh, Tron and Adams about a bazillion times, but I still have fun playing them. So. And I can get to the end of them relatively easily, but they're games that I, I like for other reasons. You know, they're uh, nostalgic, or they're, I just love the experience of playing them. Whatever. So there's there's room in collections for those, and uh, at a at a price point like like World Cup Soccer is at, you know, even Goran said they go from almost four thousand to over five thousand now, which is a lot, but you know, in the grand scheme of pinball, it's on the low end for a, for a, a DMD or like more modern game. What I like about this game is it's exciting to play. Um, some games are chopping wood. Some games are cerebral. Uh, this game is exciting. Like even when you just get the ball in the flipper after the, you know hitting that pretty cool skill shot and then scoring a goal and hearing like goal, like it's pretty exciting. You know, it's pretty exciting when you start when you finally land it into the TV to start multi ball and you're scoring goals and you're getting past the goalie. That's exciting. This is an exciting game to play, and the the presentation of the game helps to make it exciting. So it's just kind of a game that you play. It's a smile on your face. You're not going to be 
you know, digging in your heels like, all right, let's tackle World Cup soccer. It's <laughs> not like that at all. It's just pure fun. And some games, some games really capture that in pinball, and this is one of them. <laughs> Would you rather have this or the pin? <laughs> the pin. Yeah, a stern pinball, the pin. You know, the home, the home pins because they're about the same price. A World Cup soccer all day. There you go. All day long. All day. All right, so let's give it. Let's put a number on it. Let's go go over here. All right, why don't you? I think you go first this time, right? Yeah, yeah I got to remember how to do this. Uh, after talking, so after talking about this, I kind of want one. So I know, <laughs> get one. I was like, I got room, and it's not that expensive. Did we ever stream this game? I don't know. I, I think we were going to, and then James had sold it. So I don't think we ever. I fucking never stream World Cup soccer. It's crazy. Right. Who's got a World Cup soccer? Hit, hit me up. Uh, so give you the score key. Zero to two is a burn it. Three to five is an expensive nightlight. Six to eight is a solid game. Nine to ten, get your wallets out. I'm gonna go first. I'm gonna put this at a seven. I think this is a seven. Um, so right middle, solid game. Really fun. I would buy it. Um, yeah, I feel like that's where it belongs. The uh, this game is an eight and a half. Wow. But- I, I take into account that it's eight and a half on the game from like almost uh, it's it's an it's an eight and a half because it's just fun it's just yeah. so fun like I, I love games where I don't just boil it down to when we do a review we boil it down to the okay here aren't our sound but at the end of the day I'm just like god damn this game's just fun mm-hmm. it just feels like an eight and a half to me in, in terms of that cool there you go that's your uh, that's your review of Bally's World Cup Soccer Go out and buy one, maybe. All right, and that brings us to the end of yet another Brody Even Talk Pinball. Thanks for joining us, everybody. Uh, don't forget to give us a follow on all the social media channels. We're on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube if you want to catch past shows. we got five-plus years, a million views on our YouTube channel. Thank you, everybody, for watching over the years. Uh, you can join us in Discord, discord.gg slash Pinball. You can email us, talkpinball at gmail.com. If you want to leave us a voicemail, we've got that on our Anchor FM page anchor.fm slash buffalo dash pinball uh you can support the channel by uh subscribing to us on twitch if you got amazon prime you can throw that to our way every month for uh, a way to support us at no extra charge you can take the money from jeff bezos and give it to us and then uh we have paypal too if you want to give paypal buffalo pinball at gmail.com another way you can support us is by dropping a review on your favorite podcast platform or wherever you, you consume this content Nick, what do you have to say before we toss it over to everybody's favorite Topper Talk? Oh, thanks for tuning in. Uh, we'll catch you next month. All right. Bye, everybody. It's Topper Talk with Goran right now. Let's all have some fun. This is about plastic on top of your pin. Go and buy one now. There's a topper here and a topper there. Here a topper, there a topper, everywhere a topper. It's critical to the gameplay experience. You must buy one now. It's your monthly fill of toppers right now. Topper Talk with Gorin. Hello and welcome to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorin. The part of the podcast where Kevin and Nick give me about three to five minutes to talk about everything happening in the very active and profitable topper community. Now, I'm not sure if you've all recently heard, but Chicago Gaming Company announced that Cactus Canyon is going to be their next game. 
Now, they have not announced exactly what the topper is, but we do know that it's going to be unique to the limited edition model, and it's going to have some sort of gameplay element to it, and I'm looking forward to discussing that in a future episode. With that being said, in honor of Cactus Canyon, I thought we could throw back to the Medieval Madness topper that was released a year or two ago and check that out today. So let's head into the office now. Okay, so here we are looking at the topper for Medieval Madness. Now, to give you a little bit of history, uh, Chicago Gaming Company's first remake game was Medieval Madness Remake, and this was quite a few years ago. Um, it was basically the game remade with very few changes, but then they rolled out uh, Attack for Mars and Monster Bash Remake. There were different editions, the limited editions have toppers, um, and lots of other cool little bells and whistles. Um, Chicago Gaming decided to rerun Medieval Madness Remake, but give it the same treatment that the limited editions of Attack for Mars and Monster Bash got. Um, and with that came the topper, the Royal Edition topper for Medieval Madness Remake. Here it is on the game. But the cool thing is, typically with the Chicago Gaming uh, Company toppers, is that, uh, you know, they're only available for the limited edition. You can't buy them otherwise, but they actually gave the opportunity to... Um, previous buyers of the original remake to upgrade their games to have the toppers and all the other bells and whistles. So they were available for a period of time. Now to dive into the topper, it's about eight inches tall. It's fully sculpted, full RGB lighting that's interactive with the game. It's really a nice looking topper and nothing moves on it. Um, but, you know, when you look at some of the other toppers, you know, plexiglass that people are putting out, this has is fully 3D, it's got a nice backdrop, and has really, really nice lighting. And let's sort of take a closer look at the topper here. Highly detailed. I don't know if it's hand-painted, but it surely looks to be hand-painted. It's got uh, different lighting effects. Here's, you know, a few different lighting options here. And just look at the detail on this topper. They really went all out with it. Now, the cost uh, for the topper alone to upgrade your old remake to have the topper was $599. This is a Flippin' Outs um, a website. Now, they're sold out. A lot of other places are sold out. I think when you look at the current topper market and what toppers are costing, this is a great deal. Uh, if you have the opportunity to buy one, I highly recommend you pick one up because I'm not sure if they're ever going to be available again. At the Chicago Gaming Company seminar where they announced a Cactus Canyon, they did mention in 2023, I believe, that they'll be running Medieval Madness Remake, uh, but they mentioned there wouldn't be any more Royal Editions, and that could mean that there won't be any more toppers as well. So if you have the opportunity, pick one up. I think it's a great topper and really enhances the overall look of the game. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Topper Talk with Gorin. Uh, tune into the next podcast for another episode. And as always, get out there and buy a topper. Thank you for coming to my Topper Talk.